When I was a university student, I spent a couple of summers working at a backpacking camp in the Rocky Mountains of Montana in the western United States. It was an isolated place. The nearest town of 2,000 people was a two-hour drive away along what you might generously call a road, or more precisely call a dirt track filled with potholes and boulders. A big part of the job was taking groups of middle and high school age students on week-long camping trips into the backcountry. Every step away from the camp and into the wilderness on one of those trips was a step farther from that road and farther from the town. So we counselors were trained in dealing with a variety of possible mishaps along the trail. A couple of wilderness first responders came to the camp every summer to give us some training in wilderness first aid. So we learned practical skills like how to bandage a sprained ankle and skills that we very much hoped we would never need, like how to create a makeshift splint for a broken bone and how to manage something called a sucking chest wound. We practiced map and compass reading and learned what to do if you are caught in a lightning storm in an open meadow. All sorts of exciting possibilities. I have forgotten lots of the details now, and thankfully I have never needed to manage a sucking chest wound for anybody. <laughs> but something I have never forgotten is the advice we received for if you are ever lost in the woods. Hug a tree, preferably a big one. It sounds silly, I know, and in the abstract you wonder how in the world wrapping your arms around a tree trunk could be of any use when you're lost. But I have encountered this advice now in enough places to know that it's not just some idiosyncrasy of the camp where I worked. There's really something to this. The psychologist Rollo May once wrote that humans are the strangest of all God's creatures because they run fastest when they have lost their way. I don't know enough about the behavior of other creatures, but I know this can often describe people pretty well. Whether we are lost in the wilderness or lost in our lives, we can panic and start running in all sorts of directions when we become disoriented, which seldom helps and often just results in becoming more and more deeply lost. So hug a tree, say those accustomed to the woods. Find one bigger than your embrace and wrap your arms around it. Lean into it and breathe deeply. The right path isn't going to magically emerge on the forest floor just because you do this, of course. But a handful of things are likely to happen. Your breathing will slow down. Your heart will beat a little less heavily in your chest. Your thoughts may stop racing. And that strange impulse to start running in any old direction will likely fade. And to top it off, someone might just come looking for you. That old advice came back to me this week in thinking about the 23rd Psalm. There is something profoundly steadying in wrapping your arms around something big and solid and sure. And if you ask me what this psalm is for, that's my best answer right now. This psalm has that effect on lots of us, after all, doesn't it? Whether it's spoken in a hospital room or in a Sunday service or at a funeral, 
whether it's spoken by a parent or a child or a stranger, there is something steadying and reassuring about this psalm. We can look carefully at what the words say, of course. This psalm speaks of God as a shepherd who knows exactly how to tend the sheep, who knows what they need so completely and so well that they don't need to worry about it, who leads them to places of sustenance and rest and renewal, who doesn't allow them to get lost but guides them along right paths, who stays with them not only through the lovely green pastures but through the dark valleys as well. They are wonderful and powerful words. God is there for us in just that way, as the shepherd who knows us, who leads us to rest, who will not let us be lost, who stays with us no matter what. The words of this psalm are beautiful and strong, but in my mind they're not really meant to be talked about and picked apart and studied so much as they are to be held onto and embraced. I have seen several pictures on social media in past weeks and months of people holding on to trees. There's no need to practice social distancing with trees, so maybe this is just one safe spot for a hug right now. But maybe these folks also know something about the power of holding on to something solid and sure when you're lost. And we're all a bit lost these days, right? Rates of infection are slowing in Geneva, but COVID-19 cases are still rising in lots of places. Openings are cautiously beginning here. You can get a haircut now, and schools will start in some limited ways in a week. But we don't know just where this is all headed. We don't know how our communities and our economy and our world will be reshaped by the experience of the pandemic. We know there's no going back to the way things were, but we don't know exactly what we're going toward either. So whether we're nervous about all the changes or exhausted from all the quick adaptations that are being asked of us, we're grieving the loss of graduation ceremonies or other gatherings, or just feeling cooped up and unsure about to do with one more long afternoon, I think we're all a bit lost these days. And when you are lost, you can do much worse then hold on to Psalm 23. This psalm reminds us of who God is, the patient, faithful shepherd who never leaves the sheep, no matter the danger, who knows them and knows what they need better than they know themselves. This psalm speaks beautifully of who God is for us, and when we speak it and sing it and wrap our arms around it, we might just find our breathing slowing and our thoughts racing a little bit less we might find the gospel there in our bodies, the assurance that God is here too, and we do not need to be afraid. This doesn't make the path ahead magically appear, of course, but it may help quiet that strange impulse to run when we're lost, and it may help remind us of the sort of path that we want to find going forward. With all these unknowns, after all, there is the very real possibility that our societies and our world can make some dramatic changes in the time ahead. We will have the opportunity to address systemic injustices in new ways, to make changes to our lifestyles in the interest of caring for creation, to reassess our needs and our wants and what it means to share this planet with others. 
The possibility for real change is there, but we're not going to find our way if we're panicking or if we're just trying to run back to where we were before. Like many of you, I have been profoundly moved by the many expressions of solidarity that we have seen emerging over these past weeks and months. Whether it's the applause for first responders that just keeps coming like clockwork at nine o'clock every night here in town, or the ways that I see members of our congregation continuing to show up for one another, or the countless stories from everywhere of ordinary people right now who are living out the conviction that we are all in this together. One of those simple stories that caught my attention this past week was about a cab driver in Italy who spent a whole day recently ferrying people to and from the hospital without charge. He worked directly with the hospital staff and responded to one call after another into the evening, taking money from no one. And when he showed up at the hospital to pick up one last patient for the day, the lobby was filled with nurses and doctors all on their feet and clapping for him. Stories like this are everywhere right now. We have the possibility to live into the world differently going forward, to live with a deeper sense of common life and a shared world. In the middle of this time that's disorienting and painful, we do catch glimpses of what that might look like. It won't look like panic, and it won't look like a retreat into self-centeredness. It will look like solidarity. When we feel lost these days, Psalm 23 is there for us to hold on to. It's there to center us again in the God who has been faithful through generations and who is faithful still. To remind us that God's love itself looks like solidarity, like a commitment to be with us, with the world and its people. It's there to remind us of what God is like and to steady us for living with love. So try this when you feel lost. Don't run, but wrap your arms around these words. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Feel how strong that oak tree is, how steady and sure. And let the promise sink in again. In this valley too, God is with us, and we do not need to be afraid. Amen.